Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. John, how are you? I'm doing well, my friend. It is a good day. It is. Very good day. Yeah, we're back for, uh, I guess, show number two of the new year. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's just been a crazy week. You and I started Exodus 90 on Monday with uh, thousands of guys from around the country and, you know, a lot of guys on our own wait list and all of that. And uh, it's just been an incredible week. I feel like I'm kind of renewed spiritually in my relationship with Christ. Uh, um, you know, it, some of the stuff has been difficult, you know, the sure. not eating between meals and, uh, you know, snacks and sweets. And, you know, I miss a beer every once in a while, but um, cold showers have been manageable. Mm-hmm. But I got to tell you, the holy hour and just the, the centering on God from the moment we get up to the moment you go to bed, it's just been a blessing. And I feel just recharged in this first yeah. week with my relationship with God. Instead of just going through the motions, what you can do when you're in ministry, it's like I'm doing these things all day long. But, um, you know, doing things for God, but sometimes you can slip in your in your own um, personal prayer time and things like that. And so this has really brought my focus back to it, and it's been a good experience. How about you? Well, it's, it's more like an increased desire to do what you're expected to do. Sure. Um, not only do you have accountability in your faith, but also to the men in your fraternity group or your group sure. that you're going through. So, and of course, I have a person I check in all the time, Ray. Sure. And in Ray and I, we make sure we're we're following the guidelines. It's not guidelines, but the expectations to keep each other accountable. Um, I have to say something pretty funny. So, like, I know we got time for the show, but um, so for some reason yesterday, I thought it was first Friday. <laughs> I was, you know, I totally forgot about sure. the first of January because it was a holiday. So I'm like running around. I was in Senatobia, Mississippi, and I went to uh, St. Gregory the Great, and like no one was there. And I'm like, well, I'll just you know sit outside for a little bit. And I said, well, maybe I'll go to the one in South Haven. So I went to South Haven, and they were cleaning the sanctuary. I'm like, what's going on? It's first Friday. What, why, why is it closed? And so I came to the Holy Rosary, and you know, and I was able to there, and, and they had incense outside burning, which is pretty cool. And, sure. And I really enjoyed that moment. I thought it was a little chuckle that, that, that I had difficulty getting there. And then I saw Father today at, at Mass. I go, man, I had a difficult first Friday. He goes, uh, you know, t- yesterday wasn't first Friday. That's right. And I said, I, I should have oh, got man. you a calendar for Christmas. Yeah. I said, <laughs> so. man, no wonder. <laughs> Well, I hear you, but I mean, I know there's a lot of guys that have been sharing all of the uh, the, the good vibes and the things yep. that they're experiencing through Exodus uh, 90. Our fraternity's been doing well. So just encouraging guys, if you're struggling out there, keep at it. Um, you know, we all have those moments of temptation, but uh, just remember why we're doing this for our wives and for our kids and, and for those around us and, and for our relationship with God and, and allow that to be your strength. Uh, I want to say thank you to the new patrons. We had three come on board na- uh, oh, last right. week. So thank you guys. Uh, we're getting your, those gifts out to you. If you don't know what it means to be a patron of Just a Guy in the Pew, uh, what that means is you donate money every month at whatever level is comfortable for you in your life. Um, and depending on what you choose, you either get to be part of the Facebook group, which is awesome. we got guys in there from all over the country and around the world sharing things and, and growing in relationship with each other. And it's becoming a brotherhood. Um, you get extra content of interviews and things like that that I do with some of these uh, Catholic presenters and speakers. Uh, you also get extra um, deeper dives into the episodes that I do every week uh, after we've, we've done this episode. 
So you get all of that, then you're going to get uh, merchandise. I like can get a koozie. You can get the uh, just down the pew uh, handcrafted uh, mug, which is really nice. You can get fishing shirts, all kind of stuff. But as I always say, it allows you to evangelize men. A lot of people look to do that. They don't know how. They don't know where to start. This is a good starting place. You can you can let somebody know about the show. You this becomes your mission when you're donating uh, to us and, and giving us your your um, your hard-earned money. And we're very uh, just thankful for your generosity. So to do that, if you want to become a patron, you can go to justagallenpew.com and click support, or you can go to patreon.com/pewministries and you can find it there. But either way, thank you to the new patrons and thank you for the ones that have been supporting us for a while now too. But I want to talk this week because there's been a lot going on in the world, right? Like. I've had a lot of people lately because of the the events of the past week, you know, the attack on the Capitol, you know, the rioter, the the protesters that went in and did all things to the Capitol, and then just everything in general. It just seems like here in the United States, the country's at odds and torn apart, and and it just seems like we're on the brink of something dark and destructive. Uh, and people ask me about these things all the time, and and um, you know, what's the cause? Why is this happening? And, you know, I put on Facebook the other day, and I was amazed at the number of reactions that this got. But I just typed, I was sitting there praying one day, and I heard God tell me to, to share this. And I, I wrote, the world's a messed up place. It has been since the fall. It doesn't matter who you voted for, who you didn't, who you liked or you didn't like. There's only one Savior of the world, and he wasn't on any ticket. If you want to change the world, get to know the Savior. Right. And so many people just, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for those words. And, you know, honestly, I didn't even know that it happened in the Capitol until our friend John right. texted we're not, me. Because we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, I guess you'd say, abstaining from... Yeah, because of Exodus. Computer, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, so. but, I, but most of the time, I don't look at that stuff. Yeah. Like, I just, you know, somebody asked me, well, you know, why are you not concerned? Why are you not worried about all these things? You don't seem worried. And honestly, personally, it's because I'm so focused on being the husband and father mm-hmm. I, I need to be and the friend that I want to be so that I can obtain virtue and, and holiness and hopefully wind up a saint. Right. Like, that's where my head's at in my life right now. And it's not to say I'm better than anybody else. It's just I've learned and grown to the point in my faith where I'm like, I can't I can't affect that mm-hmm. other than to pray for the country and to be to, to people the way that Christ calls us to be to people. And so I'm not getting caught up in the world other than to pray for it. Because all that does is depress you, and it takes your God, your eyes off of God. So people say, okay, well, John, if that's your answer, well, then what about the world? Like, what, what's going to happen with that? And my answer is, is I would quote what Jesus said in Matthew twenty two twenty one. You know, repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. You know, God, Christ tells us that we need to give every minute of our lives to God. Like, everything has to be focused on Him. And when we're not doing that and we're getting caught up in all these things, um, you know, they, they, they put desires and worries and, and anxiousness and all these things in us over stuff that we can't control. And it takes our eyes off of God. So we have to remain focused on him. And, you know, so I think what we're experiencing here in the world is a lack of spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this episode's about today is talking about spiritual maturity. You know, I've been reading a book. Uh, it's a reflection book. It's a great book. You know, if you're looking for something and for 60 days reflections that are, you know, pretty quick uh, and easy, they have questions and, and reflection stuff to think about. It's a book called um, 60 Days Becoming a Missionary Disciple by Father John Bartunik. He wrote the better part. He's a legionnaire priest. He's great. I, I just He's on our conference this weekend for Take and Read. Uh, the Bible conference that happened this, you know, this past weekend. But, you know, one of the things he talked about in there was spiritual maturity. And it mm-hmm. started getting me to think about it. And, you know, I started looking it up. And just to define it, 
Pope Benedict XVI refers to spiritual maturity as um, a change involving the whole of our existence, our feelings, our heart, our mind, our will, our body, our emotions, and our human relationships. Like to sum it up, it's learning to love no matter the circumstances and, to ha- and having to control every part of our being. You know, Jesus says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Right. That's what spiritual maturity is. And we have to take that deeper. Right. right. It, we have to work every day. That's why we read the Bible. That's why we pray. That's why we go to Mass. That's why we do all of these different beautiful things we have as Catholics is in the hope that we're growing in that relationship with Christ. And as we get to know Him, we become more like Him. Right. We begin to embody Him. And what He says about how we have this relationship and we grow to spiritual maturity is by loving God with everything we have, with all those different parts of our body. I mean, all those things are significant with our heart. You know, our heart controls pretty much everything. Our heart leads our, heart leads our decisions, uh, our, our emotions, our, our will, everything. So, you know, loving him with our heart, with our soul, and with our mind, we're giving everything to him. And when we're doing that, then we're living as a light in the world. And we're not affected by all of this stuff going on. We're actually contrary to all the stuff going on. Well, also going further, you're saying also to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah, sure. And the thing is, is that, you know, we are supposed to be embodiment of, of Christ's love, which means perfect love, which means that I should not have no anyone that I look at and judge them differently than from me. And I say this because whenever I look at somebody else, I must see the face of Christ. Sure. I have to, because that's what perfect love is well, all about. Well, they need to see that in you too. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing is that I, I should be the one to do that. Mm-hmm. And and eventually they should be there as well. But the thing is to love God with all your heart, mind, body, and strength is to know that God is in everybody. Yeah. And to live love perfectly. Yeah. Because that's the only way we're going to get to be with Him for eternity. If we we have learned that, we don't learn that. You know, there's this thing called purgatory where we sure. do eventually learn that. But to be where we need to be on this earth is difficult. I understand. But perfect love is where we need to be and see Christ in everybody. Yeah, no, and that's a great point. It brings me right into what I was going to talk about next is, you know, like you're saying, it's learning to love everybody no matter the circumstances. Right. We don't do that very well in this in this world anymore. You don't see that going on. We see people living for the world instead of living for heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we forget that we're not here. We're not, we don't exist for this world. We're here for this period, however long God sees fit for us to be able to do, hopefully, what it is that he has, has created us to do in our own unique ways, exp- expressing our gifts that he's given us through us and praising his name and, and sharing him to the world through our unique gifting. That's the hope of God is that mm-hmm. we act on that. Now, we have a friendship with God. He's not a dictator, right? So he's not going to make us do that. That's up to us. But that's how we're supposed to be spending our time here. But you only have a limited amount of time here. How you live is going to determine where you go, right? Hell or heaven. There's only one. And, and there's a quote, I forget who, I think C.S. Lewis said, you know, if you go to heaven, it's because God's will was done. If you go to if you go to hell, it's because Your will. God's saying thy will be done. Right, yeah. And you chose that. So mm-hmm. here you go. So, but if you look around, you see, I mean, everywhere I look on social media and all that, like, because I have to still get on there to post stuff for the ministry and stuff will pop up as I'm not trying to scroll because of Exodus yeah. and all that stuff, I'm trying to get through it. But man, I see so much in the world of people just hating each other and tearing each other apart. And I'm not just talking about people who aren't people of faith. I mean, Catholics fighting. Who likes the Pope and who doesn't? Who thinks the Pope should be, you know, thrown out of office and, and who should be, you know, thinks right. he should stay? Who blames the bishops for all this trouble and who doesn't? 
um, and thinks they're the problem or who doesn't think they're the problem. Who practices the faith right or who doesn't? You know, whose mass is the right way to do it and mm-hmm. whose isn't? It's just infighting, even within the faith. You know, we think I'm better than them because I'm more orthodox or I like the Latin mass or I like ad orientum more or whatever it is. And, and that regular mass over there is just not good enough. We, we spend so much time tearing down other people and attacking and, and, you know, and we always gripe about how, what other people are doing, but oftentimes we think, well, this is my opinion and I need to share this because I'm a Christian but we don't realize that we're tearing down just as equally as other people are right. because we're starting to use, you know, words like y'all and us them and, and, and they right. and those people. And you see it all over social media, people that are friends about it. I've done it before. I'm guilty of this too. I don't want people to think, well, this guy's acting like he's perfect. I'm not. I've caught myself doing this and I repent of all the times that I've done it. And hopefully with God's grace, I won't do it anymore. But I see this where all y'all Dems, you know, Democrats and Republicans, all y'all Dems need to figure this stuff out. All you Dems, look at the mess you got us in, or all you Republicans or this or that. And it's like, we're the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We're the body of Christ. And we're all supposed to work. Each one of us has a part to play. And if the arm's not working, the body isn't functioning right. If the leg isn't working right, then the, le- the body isn't functioning right. And, and all we're doing through this, we're supposed to be the light of the world, but we are, we're snuffing out our own light. Right. We're 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 ending the saving grace that's supposed to be saving the world. We're, we're drinking poison. We don't even know it. Right. By and acting so, t- crudely to other people. Right. And so, like we we see our own church and most of society just just doing these things, and it, it's just we stop and we think, man, we're blaming everybody else for the problems instead of trying to be the solution, you know. And we find ourselves now in a world where you got people that feel that it's okay to run into the Capitol. I don't care if it was. Trump supporters or Antifa or whoever else that was dressed like Trump supporters, you know, half the time we probably won't find out the truth, but it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter, yeah. Right. It it's, it's, it's not what should be happening. Right. We're supposed to, the United States is supposed to be the beacon of light in the world. It always has been. Now, because we're in a post-Christian society, people are, you know, believing relativism and taking whatever amounts of truth and making it their own, and the place is going crazy. And, and the thing is, these words like y'all and them and they and those people that we see everywhere, all over social media and all over everything else, it's divisive, right? It's dividing everything, like we said a second ago. It's tearing apart the body of Christ. And it can't operate if we don't have all the, the pieces, the body parts working together in accord for the goal that they were designed for, which is to bring people to Christ. I mean, it really reminds me, whenever I see all this stuff, you know, even before Exodus 90, when I would see a news clip or something, I just shake my head and all I see, and when I pray about it, is the devil rolling around on the floor laughing because we're doing his job for us. All he wants to do is lie and cheat and divide and separate people and cause chaos. That is of the devil. What comes from God is peace, understanding, love, mercy, hope. But all we see being sowed in the world today is, is this chaos and confusion. And it's like we're a dog chasing our tail. Our eyes are focused so squarely on our tail that they're off of God. That's all we see, right? If you, my dog at home, if I grab her tail and put it over her face, she'll sit there and chase it for 10 minutes until you tell her to stop. And then she'll eventually fall over and be so dizzy, she can't do anything. And that's what we're doing. When we finally stop looking at our tail, we're so disoriented, we don't know which way is up. We've lost our relationship with God. We've lost our relationships with a lot of people in our life. And the devil is just laughing at us, going, man, all I got to do is sit back here and get fanned by one of my minions and get fed grapes because I don't have to work anymore. They're doing all this stuff. Look at those fools tearing themselves apart. And that's his whole goal. 
Well, and th- and that thing is we're we're the or the I guess you could say the population or the the people audience you know consuming this stuff you know and we're we're continue to feed it out to other people and other people may misinterpret what we're saying that's why I don't do social media yeah I only have Facebook and that was originally to keep in touch with everybody that I, I went to school with or whatever you know I don't post much because I'm I'm a very private person as you know sure but the thing is try this for everybody if if you're at this point where you're frustrated and 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 kind of really angry with what's what's going on don't do any social media for three four days yeah you know just put a hiatus on it and don't look at anything that comes up to your your phone you know what do you call it the uh not public block but notification uh, notifications yeah so so stop that okay because obviously people aren't happy right now in the world okay well in either whatever party you belong to but the thing is is that you know like john was saying you belong to christ you belong to the Father and the Holy Spirit. Those are your counselors. Those are your guiders. Those are the people that you need to go to daily to find out how do I improve myself daily. Mm-hmm. Right? The Blessed Mother's there to help us as well whenever we fall. She gives us the strength too. But also understand that this, this world is temporary. There's nothing that you can take with it. There's nothing that's going to give you any good sense of who you are if you draw from the world and not from Christ. No, you're exactly right. And... You know, th- that's the thing is we have to start realizing that the reason that people are, are not as, as into Christianity as they once were is because they don't see Christians acting like Christians, Yeah. right? Like they don't see Christians. You know, that's one of the biggest things about the millennial generation, right? They want to see it proven. They don't want to hear a lot of talk. They don't want to be preached at. They want to see it lived. And that's the way most of the world is now. And the problem is most Christians aren't acting like Christian. We're in church on Sunday, right? We're at our Bible study or our men's group or whatever. But when we jump on social media or when we get in, you know, out in public and the way we say things and do things, the way we treat others, that shows who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, people ask me all the time, why don't you comment on all this stuff on Facebook? I don't on purpose because my political views and all that are my own personal, that's my personal opinion. And it doesn't matter a hill of beans what I think because you have to right. make up your own mind. Yeah. And all that does is elicit more stuff you can't put anything out there that's going to please everybody and everybody's going to attack what you say or they're going to praise what you say and then you're starting something out of nothing right like you're you're we're called to be that light in the world so you know if if you do want to remain on social media like you know if, if you don't want to take a couple days off then start posting stuff like bible verses grab matthew kelly's thing that comes in the mail that that inspirational thing every day and post that like get away from all that politics stuff and start posting stuff that brings joy to the world, you know, that brings people's focus back on Christ. You know, I mean, you're going to be happier and the people around you are going to be happier too. But we've got to get to this point of spiritual maturity because it eliminates the devil's control over your life and it gives permission and full reign to God. Like that's the thing that we need to be doing because right now, you may not feel like it because you're going to church and you're doing the things you've always done, but if you're engaging in all this stuff and you're using terms like y'all and them and those people and us, you're not really living what Christ is calling you to live. You're living what the devil is wanting you to do, which is to tear down and divide and all those things. So we've got to really return that that reign to God and give permission. And how you do that is by surrendering your life over to him and start trusting him and say, you know what, Lord, I'm worried to death. I'm scared. These people over here are making me mad. I don't agree with this, all that. Let God handle it and trust that he will. That's where maturity comes in is when you don't throw tantrums, when you don't throw fits, when you're not quick to respond with some sort of text or or, or social media attacking someone else because of something they said. That's immature. Mm -hmm. That's immature behavior. 
And I mean, that's the worst thing about social media is it gives everybody a soapbox and everybody thinks that their opinion needs to be, you know, heard from the mountaintops. That's immature behavior. You need to be able to say, you know what? I'm able to look at that and charitably play, pray for that person or just charitably, charitably disagree with them and move on. You know, and, and when you're getting caught in that snare, it's a snare of the devil. And it's something that is tearing this country and this world apart is this divisiveness and this separating of the body of Christ. And it's terrible to see that Christians are some of the main ones that are doing this right. because we were taught differently and better by the Savior. You know, so I want to talk for a minute about how we start to spiritually mature. Um, and these are just my opinion. You know, these all these things are usually my opinion, uh, unless they're backed up by Scripture or something, and I quote Scripture. But, you know, number one, we have to love God with all our heart, with our soul, and with our body. That means surrendering completely to Him and trusting He has a plan. I mean, I cannot stress that enough. Um, most of this stuff, this worry, this anxiety, those things are not of Him. And when we allow them to take over our lives, we're not trusting. That should be an identifier right there in our lives. If we're allowing that stuff to control our actions and our thoughts, worries, and that anxiety, you feel like your shoulders are so tight you can't, you can't move and you can't breathe, that is not of God. That is from the devil. And he's trying to get you riled up and away and taking your eyes off of God, like I said, a dog chasing its tail. So we've got to start trusting God and surrendering completely. It's a hard thing to do, and it's something you have to work on every day. But it's worth it, and it's what Christ calls us to if we're going to truly mature to loving God with every bit of our, our mind, soul, our heart, and our body. Um, we have to gain control of our heart. Our heart controls everything, as I said earlier in the show. Our emotions, our mind, our will, our feelings, our decisions, everything comes from our heart, how we feel in our heart. So we have to be good stewards of that. We have to control that. We, we can't let the devil get a foothold in our heart because it throws everything else haywire. Have you ever noticed like how when something happens, your, your body can change exactly like that, like a snap? You start feeling sick. You can feel like you're you know just terrible in a moment's notice because of worry, anxiety, these things. We've got to be good stewards of that so that we fight that physically and spiritually, you know, because we're constantly under that spiritual warfare. And, and the only way we can do that is continuing to grow spiritually and to mature and not fall for these things that the devil is placing as snares in our life. Um, we have to identify what is of God and what is of, and not of God. I've mentioned that a couple of times very shortly, but what it means is that's coming, that comes from knowing him and his ways through scripture and prayer. You know, we talk about it all the time and people probably think, gosh, he's beating a dead horse. I know we're supposed to pray, go to mass every day and, and, and pray and, and read scripture. It's not going to change. That's what works. I mean, that's what Christ has called and asked us to do. So what we have to do is understand what is of God, peace, mercy, love, uh, contentment, joy, happiness. Uh, all of that comes from Christ. Anxiety, worry, fear, stress, anger, all of those things that you feel that make people react in the way that we've been talking about this whole show, that's from the devil. So you have to be able to stop right then and be mature enough to go, I am feeling this way, I am angry, I am depressed, I am anxious, whatever, but I am in control of myself. And, and that's the next point I want to make. I always tell people when they ask me about this, well, what are we supposed to do? Before we interact with others, we need to stop and really think, is this something Jesus would say or do? And I know that sounds childish and like something somebody would say to a parent, a parent would say to a child, but you know what? A lot of us are acting pretty childish out here right. these days. And so we need to stop and think, about what would Jesus say? Is that charitable, right? That's the next point. We have to enter into every conversation and interaction from a place of charity, putting aside opinions we don't like and receiving the other in complete and total charity. We have to love. 
Everything that was the center of Christ's mission and his teaching to us was love. If we want to change the world, if we want to right the ship, if we want to get things back to the way they used to be 30, 40 years ago when we had a, a Christian-centered country with people that were that had Christian morals and we weren't in a post-Christian world, if we want to get back to that, then it's got to start with loving everybody regardless if you agree with them or if you if you how you feel about them, you still have to love them. Christ calls us to love them, and that's what we got to start doing if we're going to be um, if we're going to be people that that are going to spiritually mature, and we're going to be part of the problem instead of the solution. I mean, part of the solution instead of the problem. All right. Well, anger can turn into hatred, and, and hatred can t- poison the soul uh, to the point where that person forgets what love is—unconditional love—from mm-hmm. um, Christ, but also from people that they need to live for and love as well. And that's what Christ says: love and pray for your pray for your enemy. Right. Right. Love your enemy. Right. Yep. In a sense, like take know that yes, they're not good to you; they're not going to be kind to you, but you must love them you must pray for them well that's what he says john 13 35 right right? this is how all will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another that's what we need to be showing because right now the world looks at christians and they see a bunch of people that are bickering and arguing arguing and treating people with very attractive yeah right Right. and just tearing each other apart and they look at it and go well what's the difference between that and the rest of the world Mm -hmm. right i don't see any difference i see people given money. I see people showing up to services on Sunday. I see people quote, you know, posting Bible verses and stuff. But what I also see is people acting out on anger and on stress and on and treating people way in ways that Christians aren't supposed to. And people go, well, why the heck would I want to be a part of that? Right. I can do that right now and never need to go to church, never need to know the Lord, never need to do any of those things. Right. Always beware that if the message is divisive, be careful where it's coming from. Right. People see way these days, like I said earlier in the show, millennials and everybody in general they look and believe about you, about the way that you act, right? What I see, not what's said, not what somebody's trying to project, but how they actually live their lives. When, the, when, when people are looking, when they're not, when doors are closed, how you act at work, at school, at, in your job, at church, people are looking to say, do all these match up, right? Does all this line up? Because if it doesn't, then he's not living or she's not living that way that they're, they're projecting to live or saying that they're living. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's why Christ says that we have to be careful that the devil is always prowling like a roaring lion waiting to devour us. Mm-hmm. We have to always keep our guard up and to protect that which we know to be true, which is to be a disciple of Christ and to be a light in the world. If we can do that, then we're going to fix a lot of problems. So I hear that music. So all right, we're called to be Christ's light in the world, and that starts by doing our best to reach spiritual maturity. So let's take that to prayer right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we find ourselves in a world that seems to be consumed by the darkness more and more each day. In a lot of cases, we very well might be contributing to the darkness ourselves. Help us to understand that we are called to love you with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our body. And Father, whenever we find ourselves searching for answers to the problems in this world, remind us of the constant need to mature in our spiritual life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.